This year I'm thankful for a baby girl who came into our life by magic. My dad is 101 years old, and I'm thankful that I get to spend another Thanksgiving with him. I'm thankful for my family and all the joy that they bring me. Well, I'm thankful for the friends and family that I have. I'm thankful that both my 21-year-old children will be home celebrating Thanksgiving with me. I'm extremely thankful for my family and the support that they give me. I'm thankful that more often nowadays we're seeing stories and highlights in social media and the news about people helping others and helping other people smile. We're starting to look at the good, and that can only lead to wonderful things. I am thankful that I woke up today. I am thankful I had food to eat. I am thankful to go home to a warm house and a loving family. I am thankful when I get to lay my head down on a pillow with warm blankets. And tomorrow, I'll be thankful again to wake up. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and today, it's Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. A day of reflection, where we muster our energy and prepare to face the winter head-on, hopefully while surrounded by loved ones, but if not, at least in a place where we feel secure and protected from the cold. Today is also a good day to pause and think about all the good that we have, assuming we have good. It can be hard, sometimes, to find light in the darkness, and all too often, I know I tend to dwell on the things that lurk in the darkness. So, I'm challenging myself to find and name at least five things that I am thankful for this Thanksgiving by episode's end. The Bear Family certainly has a lot to be thankful for, and that's kind of the idea behind this week's book, The Berenstain Bears and the Prize Pumpkin from 1990. It's ostensibly a book about learning to be a good loser, but it comes around to the theme of thinking about those things you have rather than those things you don't. So, let's begin. First prize, second prize, third prize, or none. At Thanksgiving time, more than a contest is won. It's a little it's a little clunky there at the end. That last line really just sort of runs over the end of the of the of like it doesn't scan properly. It, it's like I I had more to say and by gum I'm going to say it before this rhyme comes. So uh that's that's our beginning. I I just want to point out that the cover of this book is Papa with a wheelbarrow uh pushing a giant pumpkin uh followed by brother who's holding a sign that says first prize or bust. Sister is riding atop the pumpkin. Mom is walking ahead of the pumpkin with a basket of flowers. And walking next to the pumpkin is a very cheery-looking turkey who is also uh, on the poem page, uh, sitting on a pumpkin, reading the sign that says the the opening poem. I want I want you to, to remember that turkey because we're going to come back to him or her, him, it, the turkey, uh, a little later in this story, because I have thoughts about that turkey, and they aren't pleasant. All right, so what is this book about, The Berenstain Bears and the Prize Pumpkin? Well, the Cubs uh, are talking about the concept of nature never creating duplicates, which is a weird uh, topic for kids to be talking about, the fact that uh, no two things in nature are really truly the same. Uh, Queenie McBear's twin brothers are brought up, someone I, I had no idea existed. 
And uh, then we, we move on to Sister admiring the sunset as they're called in to dinner. They're helping their papa, by the way, weed the pumpkin patch, something I did not know they had. Uh, we've heard of Farmer Ben's pumpkin patch in the stories, but we've never seen the Bear family's pumpkin patch. Did not know it 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 existed. Um, but we have this interesting little reflection, like right right off the top, right at the very beginning. Sister stops before she goes in, and she just sort of looks out over Bear Country and it's a beautiful tableau. We see Farmer Ben's fields. We see his pumpkins, his 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 farm, and the front of the bear's yard. We see the mountains in the distance and a gorgeous, gorgeously painted sunset. And uh, Sister says, I, I guess nature's pretty amazing. And Mama's response is, it's the most amazing thing there is. And I love that. I just love the simplicity of that statement, uh, that nature is pretty much the most amazing thing there is it's kind of all-encompassing i mean it's kind of an obvious statement when you think about it but it's pretty heady and this is a nice indication of where this book is going uh the berenstain bears and the prize pumpkin is an odd book it uh feels different than a lot of the bears books it's very domestic and very reflective it's it's more about ideas than about specific things it has a loose sitcom-y plot but it's really about an even vaguer concept than feeling thankful and it fits it's a very autumnal feel if that makes sense sort of this it's it's about the melancholy you feel this time of year many people feel this time of year uh and that gets specifically brought up so uh it also has more dialogue than a lot of the books there's conversations in this book like real conversations i i I appreciate that so brother and sister uh, are expressing some ambivalent feelings about the gap between halloween and christmas you know how it's kind of a nothing time of year you know you've you've had the excitement of halloween you're gearing up for christmas but you've got to wait like almost two months before anything happens and mama reminds them that uh thanksgiving is a very special holiday uh but just as she's about to make her point papa rudely interrupts her um Farmer Ben apparently has swung by and commented on Papa's pumpkin patch, and Papa thought that Farmer Ben's attitude when he was talking about it uh, was was very condescending. And because of his attitude, Papa is now determined to win the big pumpkin contest at the Thanksgiving festival, which is a thing that happens presumably on Thanksgiving Day, maybe right before. It's a little vague. But uh, so we have Papa Bear being motivated in this book by something other than the usual schemes. He's not he's not trying to prove himself in an uh, like I can find a treasure or I can solve a mystery. He's he's he feels personally slighted and he's trying to prove to a man who is far more qualified at doing something that he's the better bear. And it's a weird jealousy that we've not seen in Papa before. Like we know that Papa can be petty. But this is beyond regular pettiness. This is uh, – it, it has the hurt of an aggrieved friend, which is actually something that we're going to touch on uh, at the very end of the, of the episode when I talk about the animated adaptation of this, of this story, which is a very good adaptation, by the way. But um, it, it's – it's, the, the Cubs say, you know, Papa, Farmer Ben's a professional farmer, and he'll probably win. But Papa is determined to show Ben, ben up. It's, it's – um, it's just a side of Papa that we're not used to seeing. I, I kind of like it because it speaks to Papa as a bear who has big feelings and doesn't always have control of his feelings, but not in an angry way. Like this, determ- this gets him motivated. And uh, he's decided he's going to enter the giant. It's his largest 
roundest pumpkin in the contest. So he begins just obsessively tending to the pumpkin. Uh, he stays up all night with it. He covers it in a blanket so it won't get cold. Uh, and, and Mama is just constantly trying to remind him, you know, don't forget what Thanksgiving's all about. It's about being thankful. It's not about defeating your best friend in in pumpkin combat uh one of the things that papa does to help his pumpkin grow is buy a book a book about the benefits of talking to your plants to make them grow and it is sold to him by one raffish ralph who i do not believe has made an appearance in any of the berenstain bear books proper now for those of you who didn't listen to any of my uh reviews of the 1985 animated series, the Saturday morning uh, animated series, Raffish Ralph, is a character introduced for the Saturday morning TV show, voiced by, I believe, Frank Welker, and he is the town flimflam artist, a schemer, a charlatan. He's constantly trying to get rich quick, and he always ropes Papa into his schemes and fools him into thinking that he has some sort of get-rich-quick plan. Uh, he, he doesn't fit the Berenstain Bear universe very well book-wise. So I'm surprised they sort of shoehorned him in here. It, it, you don't He doesn't say anything. You actually just see him down in the corner of the page counting a wad of cash, uh, leaving Papa with a book talking to a pumpkin. And uh, Papa is saying, Come on, old buddy. You can do it. Suck up that water. Take in that sunlight. And uh, Brother says, I don't I don't suppose it could do any harm. And sister says, it sure could harm his reputation if anybody saw him talking to a pumpkin. So we have the we have the Cubs getting a little worried about Papa's I don't want to say his sanity, but his uh his grip on reality, if that's if that if I'm allowed to say that. So um Papa gets more and more obsessed with beating Farmer Ben. He actually gets the Cubs to accompany him, uh sneaking into Farmer Ben's farm, sneaking onto Farmer Ben's land. Uh, to spy on the pumpkins. I don't. He just he wants to see what Farmer Ben's doing. He wants to see Farmer Ben's progress, and uh, he ends up getting. They can't find the pumpkin. He ends up getting chased off of Farmer Ben's land by Farmer Ben, who comes out with a flashlight and a pitchfork to uh to he he thinks there's you know villains on his property. Um, and Papa's in such a hurry to get away, he tears his pants uh, crawling through Farmer Ben's fence. This is, I, I assumed this was going to come into play the tear in his pants, but it actually doesn't. They do make a point of pointing it out, though. Like, Papa is kind of losing his grip here. He's he's really obsessing over winning this pumpkin contest. So they they go to the festival, and we see representations at the festival of many of Bear Country's residents. And so we have a, a number of pumpkins with the bear, their, the, the, the grower, standing next to it. And each pumpkin, you know, like, Papa, so Papa Bear's uh, pumpkin is called the, the Giant. And Farmer Ben is entering a pumpkin, the cubs hear about this, called the Monster. And uh, everyone has named their pumpkin. So we have B. Johnson. I don't know who B is, but Johnson certainly isn't a bear-like name. So maybe the, the, the B stands for Brown. Maybe it's Brown Johnson. I don't know. Uh, whose pumpkin is called Beauty. Grizzly Gus is there with a pumpkin named Big Boy. Farmer Ben, there with Monster. Uh, Jay Gritzola. Grizzola. Gritzola. Gritzola. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. He has a pumpkin or she has a pumpkin. They have a pumpkin named Baby. Uh, Ms. McGriz is there. I don't know if you remember her from uh, a few books ago. She's there with a pumpkin called Autumn Gold. L. Smith. I can't even begin to decide what L stands for. Or Smith. Again, not a very bare name. Uh, has there with a pumpkin named Pun apostrophe kin punkin and then lizzie bruins family the bruins are there with a pumpkin called big orange 
which is a great name for a pumpkin. And Papa loses. Just to cut to the chase, he doesn't win the pumpkin contest. He comes in third. Uh, he loses to Ms. McGriz, and he's crushed. Like, he doesn't... And they actually, they actually do a good job leading up to the reveal, because Papa... It just has his heart set on winning. And so he's wheeling the pumpkin back home with his wheel, in his wheelbarrow. And Mama gives him a talk. And she, it actually literally refers to Mama's talk as a lecture. But it's not a lecture. This isn't Mama getting on her high horse. She really just says, look, we've got a great family. We're going home to a great house. we got a good life. And losing at a pumpkin contest isn't the worst thing in the world. And third place is actually pretty good, considering it's your first time ever doing this. And it and it it soothes Papa. He realizes that Mama's right, and that they have a lot to be thankful for. And one of the things Sister points out is that if they had won the contest, the pumpkin would have simply been put on display in front of City Hall. But since they didn't win the contest, they get to cut open the pumpkin and they turn it into a number of pumpkin pies, which they get to enjoy on Thanksgiving. Uh, and they're sitting around the table. The end of the book is them sitting around the table, and they are about to tuck into a giant bird uh just a beautifully roasted turkey and that brings me back to our friend tom turkey i have named him it's not an original creation but i have named him tom the turkey from the beginning of the book from the cover and the inside cover who when i was reading this book the other night with my five-year-old she asked why are there pins in the turkey and i said does you know they hold the turkey closed you cut open the turkey or you pull out the insides and you stuff it with stuffing and we don't have turkey here, so she had just never witnessed this before. And then it got us talking about, you know, where you get a turkey, what kind of turkeys. And then it slowly dawned on us that the only turkey in the book that we see is the turkey that's hanging out with the family in the beginning, presumably as a friend. And then at the end, they're eating a turkey. So I think this is that. I think this is that turkey. I really do. I the turkey is vaguely anthropomorphized on the cover and in the inside, like it's. It has looks like it has a little personality, but they're eating turkeys. There's no two there's no two ways about it. This turkey belongs in their bellies. So that is the end of the story. They have a lot to be thankful for. The only person who does it is a person named Turkey. And uh Yeah, and I like it. Then the last page it says the bears thought about the blessings of family, of home, of friends and neighbors. They knew deep in their hearts there was no question about it. Indeed, they did have a great deal to be thankful for. It's a and it's a stereotypical Thanksgiving book, but it comes at it from a from a nice angle, I think. Uh, sort of the the veil of Papa's jealousy. Um, and it, I like looking at their table. They have two. They have two pumpkin pies there. They have a, a bowl of yams, some cranberry relish, a bowl of greens. There's the uh, there's old Tom, poor Tom, poor Tom, sad Tom, uh, dead on the table, and then a, a steaming steaming boat of giblet gravy, just waiting to be dumped. So. That is the Berenstain Bears and the Prize Pumpkin. Uh, it's an interesting book. It's it's nicely illustrated for the nineteen for the early nineties, the nineteen ninety book. It's uh, not lavish, but it's got a, some beautiful shots of bear country, a sister admiring nature, a weird opening conversation about nature not creating duplicates, which seems to belong in another book. But hey ho, I'm no writer, and uh, and uh, some nice character. Moments. I think I think every character gets at least one nice character moment in here and a weird appearance by raffish ralph uh yeah maybe they were just i don't know maybe they had to work him in somehow the i think that the well who knows when they actually wrote this it was published in 1990 but because i was like i think the saturday morning show was done by this point but maybe they just had itchy fingers to just keep 
sketching Raffish Ralph. Who knows? But uh, so that's it. That's the Berenstain Bears and the Prize Pumpkin. Now, there is a cartoon adaptation of the Berenstain Bears and the Prize Pumpkin from the 2000s series, the PBS series. And it is surprisingly very much the same story. Like They hardly change anything at all. But what they do change is one of those little tweaks that I kind of appreciate. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's better than the book in this case, but it adds a nice angle to it that the book doesn't have. And so in the cartoon, you see Papa Bear uh, actually having his conversation with Farmer Ben. Uh, Farmer Ben's actually a character in the cartoon uh, instead of just being talked about. He uh, he shows up while Papa's working on the gar- pumpkin patch, and he does. You hear him comment on Papa's. He says, "Nice little, little pumpkin patch you have here." He actually he, so he invites Papa to go fishing with him. Papa's like, "Sure, you're you know, I'd love to go fishing." But then Farmer Ben says, "It's a nice little pumpkin patch," and Papa really takes that the wrong way, and uh, and he you know Farmer Ben does have a slightly condescending tone to his voice. It's hard to read, and Papa is so put off by it that he declines to go fishing with Ben. Uh, and then Ben pops up periodically throughout the book, not as not in a weird way, but as a friend would, just sort of leaning over the fence, like, how's it going? And every time he does, Papa gets a little more put off by him because he thinks Ben's spying on him. Uh, he even builds a fence to, like, keep his pumpkin patch a little more private. Uh, ben goes so far as to say, you know, I've won the pumpkin contest every year, and I probably will again because I'm so experienced at it. And Papa really takes that up as a challenge. And I like the fact that they have this conversation between two adults uh, and that Papa and Farmer Ben are presented as pretty much best friends and that you see two best friends, two adult best friends having not even an argument, but the kind of weird weirdness that friends sometimes have where Farmer Ben's not angry about anything. He doesn't even realize that Papa Bear is mad. But Papa Bear is just getting more and more put off by his friend's behavior. And uh, after that, the story's pretty much the same. Uh, the kids they, the kids do show up at one point in pilgrim garb because they've had pilgrim day at school. Uh, but that's kind of neither here nor there. Uh, Papa doesn't rope the kids in to sneaking onto Ben's farm. He goes by himself, but it plays out pretty much the same. And then uh, second place in the contest doesn't go to Ms. McGriz. It goes to Mrs. Grizzle who I assume wins that prize because there is no Ms. McGriz in the cartoon. If you remember from Trick or Treat, they name her the the Witter the Witter Bruin, I think they call her the Witter the Witter somebody, the Witter Jones, something like that. Like she's a totally different character. And I guess maybe they were just like we just we want a bear sounding bear. So Ms. McGriz remember does not exist in this bear world. Um so at the pumpkin contest, you also have this wonderful scene of of Papa Bear patching things up with Ben. He talks to Ben, and Ben's like, "You did a really good job." He's like, "For the for a first year entry, this is a great pumpkin." And Papa apologizes to Ben, and he's like, "I'm look, I'm really sorry about the way I've been behaving." So instead of a lecture from Mama, you have two friends patching it up, and then he says he's upset at himself because of the way he behaved to his friend. And I love that sentiment. I love seeing an adult character admit that they were kind of acting like a jerk. Um, And they patch it up. They're good friends again. And then we see Ben and Mrs. Ben over for the Bears Thanksgiving. And the book ends pretty much the same way, except now you have two additional people at the table. Again, I don't think this is a superior version of the story. The way I think that some of the cartoon adaptations are because of the way they streamline things. I do like the addition of Ben as a recurring 
presence in the story and that the story becomes less about Papa learning the true value of Thanksgiving and more about Papa learning the true value of Thanksgiving through a a friendship, through an actual conflict that's beyond will I win a pumpkin contest. So uh, the Berenstain Bears and the prize pumpkin, uh, whether you're reading the book or watching the show or reading the book and then watching the show, I recommend them both. It's a great Thanksgiving story. It's simple. It's heartfelt. It teaches a nice lesson. And it belongs on anybody's Berenstain Bears bookshelf. Now, at the beginning of the episode, I had declared my intention to find five things that I was thankful for at this this Thanksgiving in my life. And thinking about it, it's actually hard to whittle it down to five because... I can be pretty grim and dim and glum at times, Uh, maybe not on this show, but in real life. And I tend to think of myself as a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a gloomy Gus at times. But when backed against the wall and said, what are you thankful for? I can say first, just one thing, this, this amazing family I have who are so supportive and so wonderful. And I'm going to, you know, with that, I'm going to include my house and my shelter and my food and my ability to get from point A to point B, because all of that is just hearth and home. That's one. One is hearth and home. Two, I have a great job. I work for a place that helps people, uh, surrounded by people committed to helping others. I have a wonderful boss and a wonderful boss's boss and a wonderful boss's boss's boss. And I'm just every day, even on days I don't want to go to work, I am always reminded that there are people out there doing good in the world for other people. And that is just a wonderful thing to think about. I'm happy for second chances. I'm thankful for second chances. The second chances I've gotten in my life Uh, The chances I've gotten when I've made mistakes, some terrible mistakes, and that people have forgiveness in their heart for me and for others, I'm just thankful that, you know, it's not a zero-sum game out there, that we are able to learn from our mistakes and move forward. I'm thankful that I have a community of friends who will challenge me and also uh, support me buoy me up when I'm feeling low, that there are people who will crawl out of the woodwork to say that uh, that they love me and that they value me. That's a to be valued is a is is a is a wonderful thing to be thankful for. And then five, I am thankful for my listeners. I don't know who all of you are. I don't I hope I don't know who all of you are. Uh, <laughs> but for everyone who listens to this show, uh, I am so thankful. This is a show about the Berenstain Bears, and it's not the most important thing in the world. And you could be doing anything else with your 30 minutes to sometimes I admit it goes a little over an hour uh, a week. But the fact that you're here and you're listening, it just it fills my heart with joy. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you. This is truly a Thanksgiving for me. Uh, I have much to be thankful for, and I want to thank everyone for joining me today, listening to me talk about those bears, and if you celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope it's wonderful. If you don't, I hope your day is wonderful. 
You can find me where you find me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm at bstainbearcast.wordpress.com. And subscribe on iTunes. Did you know that when you subscribe on iTunes, it really, really helps me out? So that would be awesome. And that's it for today's episode. We'll be back next week with more bear goodness. And I will see all of you next time deep in bear country.